The Joe Mays and J-Rap Show is brought to you in part by Mays Sandwich Shop, serving delicious hometown favorites to the West Lawn community since 1947. and J-Rap Show presents Tangents with Friends. Your source for pop culture. Geek News. Movies and television. Anything else? But no sports. And now here are your hosts, Joe Mays and friends. All right, welcome back to Tangents with Friends. I'm one of your hosts, Joe Mays, and sitting here with me in studio for the first time in well, a long time, we haven't had guests here for a while, is uh, Brent Berenthausen, normally on this show. But a guest today is my brother-in-law, Jason. Hi. This is an audio medium. we gotta, we got to speak up, guys. Right. <laughs> Hello. And that other voice you hear is our regular commentator, with us here via modern technology is Brian from North Carolina. Hey, I'm here to talk about the Phillies being in first place. Am I on the right show? This is the, yeah, this is the Joe Mays and J Raff show. This is an inter- okay. interstitial episode to talk about the Phillies because we haven't gotten to talk about them a lot for the last, well, basically the entire existence of mine and Justin's show. We have not right. wanted to talk about the Phillies. So, uh, yeah, first place Phillies. Hey, Who would have no thought? Sports. No sports. That's right. No sports. No it's sports. in. That's right, you heard Brian no say in the intro, no sports. So we have <laughs> no to. Sports. We have to stay true to that. But we're going to first up talk about the Ghostbusters trailer and toys, which is kind of what we do all the time on this show. But I think in order to talk about the trailer, we should watch the trailer. So why don't we pull that up and uh, take a a listen and watch. The most recent Ghostbusters Afterlife trailer, which came out, what, about a little over a week ago, about 10 days ago. And, uh, well, we think it's a good one. So let's, uh, let's check it out. You're a great mom. I don't know. I'm fine with Trevor. But with Phoebe, she really keeps me on the outside. That's normal. She's an awkward, nerdy kid. Maybe a new home could be an opportunity to start fresh. I just wish she'd get into some trouble. There's still time. 
Somerville anyway. We're completely broke, and our grandfather left us this creepy old farmhouse in the middle of nowhere. Your father wasn't much of a homemaker. He could hardly keep the power on. You're saying he left us nothing? Well, I wouldn't say nothing. You went with the station wagon? It's the only one that had an engine. What is happening here? Somehow, a town with no fault lines is shaking on a daily basis. Maybe it's the apocalypse. Egon came out here for a reason. Are you troubled by strange noises in the middle of the night? Do you experience feelings of dread in your basement or attic? you or any of your family ever seen a spook, specter, or ghost? Oh my god. You guys hear that? Something's coming. The whole city took like the walking dead. All right, so that's the trailer. It was, I don't know, it was amazing. I thought it was so well done. Um, the truth is that Hollywood's elite actors. Oh, there's an ad playing now. That's fun. And 20 pounds of muscle in just a few <laughs> oh, weeks. The elite they... actors of Hollywood. That's a good one. Yeah. Oh, nice. Okay. That's <laughs> so, one of my favorites. Honestly, I was like, who's talking? Like, Who is that? Is Brian, you doing a voice? So, yes, the Afterlife trailer, I, I've feel like has been universally praised. I have not seen anything negative about the movie or the trailer at all. Uh, I think that's good, although maybe I'm being ignorant and not going out into places that may be a little bit more negative. Just but, don't read the comments. <laughs> right, yeah. Stay away from the yeah. comments. That's all That's all you need. Honestly, at least the first couple of days after the trailer came out, the comments were all very awesome. excited. Like Everyone was very excited about it. So, um I don't know, I guess first initial thoughts, what did everyone think or what jumped out to them before we kind of walk through it? Brian, why don't you, uh, why don't you give us your thoughts? Sure. Yeah. I think, um, the thing that really just jumped out to me is how much it felt like the first two movies. And that's a very hard thing to kind of like quantify or like put your finger on. But, um, like there was just that, that sort of, ragtag um hodgepodge gritty um you know piece together kind of aesthetic to it that the, is really important for ghostbusters um and i felt like they tried to get that with the 2016 movie and i could see where they were going but it just it didn't quite capture it the whole way for me but i feel like this one really does it's amazing just how much it looks and feels like uh the 1984 Ghostbusters. And of course, if you watch the commentary, you see um, how the, the extent to which 
they really tried to make that the case, right? By, um, you know, screen capturing the, the, the purple orbs to make sure that the streaks in the sky were the same hue and, and texture as the originals or, um, you know, the raise occult books, making sure that like it was pitch perfect the way it was in 1989. Like you can see the care that went into kind of trying to extend the, the aesthetic of the original, which is something that I think really came through in the trailer that I really appreciated. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Jason, you're not as big of a Ghostbusters fan as the rest of us are. What were your thoughts when you saw the trailer? Is this the first time you saw it, or had you? I think it's the first time I actually saw the trailer. Um, (laughs) I might have saw it when you shared it with me a week ago. Um, But yeah, it's definitely something I can't remember if you watched the Ghostbusters trailer. (laughs) What (laughs) what universe am I living in right now? Yeah, I don't know. What I must be in Mars. Um, but no, I thought it was very. Uh, I'm not going to go into this detail as you with your, you know, charismatic, cinematic uh, colors in the sky. I didn't pick up on that. I just picked up how much I think it was going to be a, a pretty good movie, and it's it's nice because you know having like a son now, I can like bring him into the Ghostbusters scene on you know on that aspect of it now, and then when he gets older, then show him all the older stuff too. Did so, um, yeah, yeah. I mean? I assume you saw the first two movies. If you you've seen the first two movies a few times, I don't know if I saw them in its entirety. No, I'm just kidding. In its entirety, you better have seen it in its entirety. Well, what are we doing here, um, Brent? What about you? What did you think? Yeah, obviously, I'm super excited about it. I mean, I I remember when in 2016 when we were getting ready for that movie. I remember thinking like this was a movie that that the, the answer to the call of Ghostbusters was something that we we learned to live with the fact that that was going to be the way we got Ghostbusters. And it wasn't necessarily Ghostbusters that anybody really asked for, but it was the Ghostbusters that we knew we got in 2016. And of course I was, you know, have a lot of great memories from that because you guys took me there on my, my bachelor party and we did the four XD or whatever, uh, theater. That's right. Yeah. That, which was super, super fun. And that wasn't a bad movie, but it was the movie, like I said, the Ghostbusters movie that we all, none of us really asked for, but we had to come to terms with that's what the, that's the kind of Ghostbusters that we got. I think I'm more excited that we're continuing the story of the original Ghostbusters now, which is what I think everybody has always wanted for the past 30 plus years, a continuation of that same storyline. Um, so I think that's out of all the things, that's what I'm most happy about, kind of like Creed did with the Rocky movies. And uh, I think if this can be as good as that or, or kind of as Star Wars did with the pre- with the sequel trilogy and things like that, continuing the saga. So super excited about that part of it. So. Yeah, I think we knew going in even before this trailer came out, you know, back when it was announced in January 2019 that with Jason in charge, it was going to have a much more linked feel to the original universe from the 80s. It's not so much that they're casting aside what came out in 2016. It's just it didn't fit because that was a reboot. That one doesn't take place in the same universe. Jason wanted to get back to that universe and make a Ghostbusters 3 without calling it a Ghostbusters 3 because, I mean, if you think about it, it's not really – it's the third movie in the franchise, but it's not really the third movie from that group because too much time has passed. That group's not going to have a huge role. We're definitely going to see them, and we know that based on the toys, which we'll get to in in a bit, but it's all about the the new cast, you know, Finn Wolfhard, Grace McKenna, Celeste O'Connor – uh, Logan Kim, those are going to be the four that are taking over the reins. 
Uh, we didn't get to see a lot of uh, Celeste O'Connor's character Lucky or Logan Kim's character Podcast, which what a great name for a movie coming out in 2021, as now there's probably more podcasts out there than there are actors in the universe anymore. Um, but it, it just it just feels so connected and linked. And I think the trailer did a great job of of doing that. It just showed everything we want to see, but did without giving away too much. You know, Brian, you mentioned pulling some of the, uh, the graphics from the original movie and the use of the terror dogs and Gozer. I think one of the things too, that we talked about uh, leading up to this was like, are we going to get the cheery we're home moment? And we kind of did. Right. But it, it was good because it wasn't like you got to even see original Ghostbusters face, except for of course, Annie Potts, who wasn't a Ghostbuster unless he was in the cartoons. But, like, you didn't really get to see the original four guys, you know, suited up or anything. You just basically saw Ray Stance's hand and the and the phone and, and a cold bookstore. So it was like, you're right, Joey. We got we caught kind of some of these reveals, but without them giving away too much, we still got that, holy crap, it's Ray Stance moment. But we didn't really get it in its full. So we were kind of still kept with that anticipation for November 11th. So Yeah, the Annie Potts... I reveal I think was a good one because it doesn't we knew she was back this is confirming that for people that aren't following you know every bit of information about the upcoming movie people were like oh Janine is back that that's great that's very cool but it wasn't one of the main four guys you know we didn't see them in the jumpsuit like I think people were expecting like Brent said a Star Wars Force Awakens Chewie were home moment on the Millennium Falcon with you know the guys putting on their jumpsuits and doing something you know and everyone freaking out um, there was images of them picture form from the 80s but nothing recent we saw Ray Stance's arm in his occult bookshop which is just a great you know, even if it ends up being just an Easter egg, like maybe we don't spend a lot of time there or not. It's just nice. And, and to officially have it confirmed that the events of 89 happened, <laughs> you know, because there was that thing out there, Brian, that, you know, maybe this is only sequel to the first one. Maybe Ghostbusters 2 didn't even happen, which I never really bought in. And I don't understand why people were trying to make that, you know, kind of a talking point. But I think that's I think I, that's, yeah, I I think that's put aside that. now. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm glad. Yeah. Um, Ghostbusters 2, you know, it always has a mixed reaction, but I love it. And I think it's got, it, it, you know, just from a, just from a, um, continuity standpoint, you know, like we were talking about the other day, like you have to, you have to get a sense of what happens to the guys after the Gozer incident, after the interdimensional cross rip that the world doesn't, the world, uh, let alone the borough or city and county of state of New York doesn't, doesn't embrace them as like, heroes and superstars in fact the pendulum swings the other way and they become sort of like outcasts right like nobody believes them nobody they're not they're not like venerable like you would expect you know like they're they're full of crap um and this movie takes that in a whole like extends that in a whole you know to 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 the nth degree like 40 years later you know did did the interdimensional cross rip happen? Was it a conspiracy? Let's break down the videos on YouTube. Let's, mm. you know, where are the Ghostbusters now? Let's like, it's, it's, um, it's perfect, but you have to have Ghostbusters too, as that stepping stone to get you from the first one to the, to the, the third one. Um, I think anyway, um, it, 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 it helps see that the Ghostbusters didn't become international superstars. They, 
instead got stiffed by the city and people don't believe them and they're full of crap. So like that, that is, that's such the part of the Ghostbusters ethos, like struggling to um, do this stuff that nobody quite believes in. Um, but you, you, you're the one who, who, who makes the case, who comes through, who, um, you know, saves the day and that's going to obviously happen again, which is great. Yeah. Not to mention, I think Ghostbusters too, for us, Brian, you were born in 82, right? So you were alive when Ghostbusters were released, but I was born in 85 and Ghostbusters, the Ghostbusters I was born for, uh, you know, was, uh, before was Ghostbusters two. So that's just as important to me as Ghostbusters one in a lot of ways, you know, in terms of the nostalgia, uh, importance to me. So, yeah, I'm glad that they're referencing that even the slightest in this movie. It's really cool. All right, so I pulled the trailer back up, and we're just going to play it, and I can stop it here if we want to point out anything. I think one of the um, obvious connections is Boy McKenna Grace certainly looks like Egon. Yeah. Um, and that's still right there that you have Frozen. It's just amazing. It's yeah, really incredible. It's so crazy. There's some people that I think are trying to – um, Ryan Johnson this movie and say that this isn't going to be Egon's kid. They're just going to make it look like him and then pull a you know, 180 and go some other direction uh, and just trying to be as contrarian and go opposite of the way everyone expects you to go. But I think it was confirmed though, right? Because it was like, Jason Wright even said that this is like his grandkids. Well, I, did it say Egon's grandkids? I'm pretty uh, sure in, the, in the, the trailer breakdown, which I watched the other day, I'm pretty sure. So I only I watched that once right I'm after sure. this came out. I, I don't, I'm pretty sure it says it traces the Spangler relatives or something. Right, but I think they're saying that it could, could it be someone else? Like they're saying maybe uh, it's not, you know, I, I don't buy into uh, that at all. I think that would be absurd. Yeah. Why, why go out why of the, do that? Why, like, right. why do all that work? Well, exactly. You know, why, especially when they're already I don't like, understand what that would get you. You're right, especially when she already looks like Egon. Like why would you go through all this work to try to make her look like Egon in the movie and then not have her related to Egon? I guess I'm I was kind of a little shocked by this um what Carrie Coon's character um, talks, you know, the mother of uh, Phoebe and Trevor of McKenna Grace and Finn Wilford. I kind of thought they went the opposite direction of what I was taking away from the teaser. I thought Finn Wolfhard's character of Trevor was going to be like the troublemaker and like couldn't fit in and couldn't adjust to this new Somerville location. But really, I mean, she goes and just says, you know, I'm fine with him. It's Phoebe that I have a tough time, which I thought was a nice little uh, change up, uh, diverting expectations because it just trevor character just kind of reminds me of an angsty teen Mm -hmm. whereas phoebe just seems a little bit younger and would be more like uh you know still in love with everything the parents do but it's not it's apparently not going to be like that um but this is this is further evidence that they're setting her up to be the egon surrogate right egon was always the one that was kind of aloof that collected spores molds and fungus that had the odd hobbies that found it difficult to connect with people like they're definitely i mean that Again, I don't. This is, this lends credence to the theory that this is Egon's granddaughter, but I don't. So I don't understand the fan theories that it's not. But anyway, I feel like this trailer does a lot more to position uh, Phoebe as you know the Spangler we know of all the personality type. Do we think there's anything in this trap she's pulling out that it was it hidden for a reason? Like why go through all this? You know, is it just a game that? You know, he was hoping someone would find and figure out, or is there something hidden inside? Could it be 
Well, some people are saying, could it be the ghost of Egon Spengler? Could it be the ghost of Slimer? Could it be Muncher Ghost? Could it be Muncher Ghost? Could it, you know what? What do we think this trap has more meaning than just you know iconography from the first two films? I think it's definitely full. Um, I feel like Egon trapped a ghost out in Somerville and didn't have a containment unit. Um, and so had to hide it because he couldn't dispose of it anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you recall the first trailer, when Paul Rudd picks it up, it like phantasmal, yeah. uh, like spectral energy comes out of it. So mm-hmm. in, in that way, I think there's something in it and you're going to see, you know, something in it, and they're going to mess around with it. And yeah, I think that's where Muncher is going to come from. It's going to escape from there. And then you think they're going to have to go and try to uh, grab it again. They're going to feel responsible for that ghost being out. And then they're going to have to use all the equipment that they have to go and find it again and try to put it back in the trap. So the Annie Potts cameo, which I already said is great, but they also don't give us much here at all because there's plenty that think maybe Egon and Janine did get together and have a family. Ghostbusters two made that different because Lewis and Janine are getting together in that movie. Some think she's just was a caretaker in his older age, or if he got sick, you know, we don't know exactly what happened to him. All that's going to be explained, but I don't know. What does everyone think is going on with Janine and Egon? Is it, was it just a, a close friendship or, is that um, I can't, what is Carrie Coon's character name? I keep drawing a blank on who she's playing, what the name is. Mm. Does anyone remember the mom? No, I have to look it up. Yeah, I can't. I, I can't. I just can't remember what her character's name is. Yeah. Could could that be her mom? Like, was, was it Egon and Janine? And is uh, or or could the Carrie Coon's character married into the family? You know, was it their son? that married Carrie Coon, you know, was Egon's son, you know, was he part of the picture? Cause there's been that ca- rumor of casting of an actor who looks very much like, uh, Egon. like, uh, yeah, like Harold Ramis, like Egon, could they have done something together that caused the family to be have torn apart? And are they both gone? Um, they, there's, let's backtrack a little bit. There's a, there's rumor, there's rumor of a casting of somebody that looks just like Egon. You haven't seen that, Brent? No, I haven't. Okay, so let me pull it up. So here's what I'm thinking. They do like a deep fake of... Oh, you think... They, could, you, they, they could do a flashback. They try to do... They do a flashback of him. There's that one clip in this trailer you see with a with a lab coat and a uh, PKE meter. Mm-hmm. My guess is they use that actor, if he looks very similar to Hale Ramis... Let me see if I can pull Use it him up. as a, uh, a deep fake kind of uh, whatever, age, de-age him or change his face to make him look like, like Egon. Um um oh so carrie coon's character is callie i could not remember her character's name yep that's right Um, i couldn't remember it either where here oliver cooper is playing Um, elton oh well elton elton yeah gotcha elton yeah i doubt he does look kind of a bit like him doesn't he so yeah my guess is that if you look up oliver cooper he's not listed as playing you know young younger egon or something like that he's listed as playing elton could he be elton spangler married to mm. callie right um that's true yeah so, or could uh, or could he just be that the, they use that they'd be using his 
likeness to to change his face into uh, a young Harold Ramis. Yeah. So that that was just one thing that that had come up. Uh, I know people. There's an there's a much better picture of this actor Oliver Cooper where he looks even more like he really? could be Harold Ramis's son. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see how the family legacy all ties together and whether Janine is the mother uh, to 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 Callie or whoever her husband is or you know grandparents to our, our soon to be main characters or or she just uh, just a friend. But anyways, let's get back to it. It's a great line. Yeah. I wouldn't say nothing and then they pull back the I love this right here coming up. Right here. The way uh Trevor's laying on the Ecto looks exactly yeah. like Ackroyd from the first movie. Yeah, in the firehouse. Here they're in the barn. So good. And uh so they said they put a Corvette engine in the Ecto for this movie. Did you see that the the, the shot of him lowering the thing is a different person? Oh really? Yeah, go back. No, I didn't. Yeah, if, if you you see, I saw that it's some sort of uh, video breakdown that that the, the, the when he shuts it, when he shuts it. It's not the lower half is like. Oh, it's a guy. It's a guy. I think it's. I think it's. Well, no, he's wearing those overalls right there. Oh, I think it was Zachary. Yeah. No, he's wearing that same look. Look, he's wearing those uh, overalls. Yeah, but he's a kid. That looks. That's maybe it is. And then look at him when he's driving. Look what he's wearing. Okay, maybe you're right. Yeah. I mean, I could be wrong. It's just yeah. very, very somebody, similar. Then somebody it looks like a bigger, like a bigger frame. Yeah, it does. But maybe it's just because it's baggy on it. I really like this premise too of like the, the earthquakes. Yeah, like it what's seems, go, something's happening yeah. underneath and we don't know what. Very much Ghostbusters one or two kind of thing. Maybe it's the apocalypse. Now the music, ah, so good. Yeah. And then having this as a background. That's what I was talking about. The lamp might have been the Egon cameo there. The the the, the holding of the PKE meter. That, well, yeah, we, we, yeah. That's what I'm wondering if. Yeah, it's hard to uh, break that shot down. That, that shot really quick with with a person in a lab coat holding a PKE yeah, meter like that. Yeah, there's a lot of people have tried to figure out who that is. Uh, it's obviously a man's hand. Uh, that's that's not the hand of of one of the kids. Maybe it's Craig's hand. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is a, a, did you a tell you show. tell brian, tell brian all right let's now. wait till our we toy, toy show, show. oh we got all a right. new mccungy toy show uh <laughs> in- oh, no. incident oh, blowing it oh, out oh. we're blowing it out brian we're blowing, oh, blowing it out we're blowing it out all right uh but yeah so whose hand is this and it just it look, looks like it like it doesn't look like it would be paul rudd either so right. is this that that's uh ghostbusters 2 pke as well right is it based on the lights? Is that what you're judging it off of? I think I think I'm bit yeah, like based on the lights. I feel like that's a Ghostbusters too, but I'd have to Okay, yeah, I'd I don't have to check the schematics. I don't know uh, I don't know that off the top of my head, but uh this uh, with the Egon voiceover from the commercial with the lamp moving without anyone touching it. Um oh, man, so really? one when are we getting the lamp action figure because we need an Egon action figure so if it's going to be spectral Egon as the lamp I guess that's what we're going to yep. end up getting. Uh it'll be interesting to see like, are we going to hear are they going to have put together lines for Egon from past movies like how much did the the Spengler estate sign off on this movie how much is is pictures video and like Brent said, you know, or or Brian, I forget who it was, about are we going to see a de-aged person portray Harold Ramis? I, Someone mentioned, I think on YHS, Brent, that 
or it could have been on uh, interdimensional cross rip that once this movie really started get going, Violet Ramis Steel kind of went silent on social media. Um, oh, you know, so could she have a role in it in some way? Yeah, Harold Ramis's daughter. So um, huh. I don't know. It's interesting, um, but it's very cool to see what's ever going on right here. Well, you know, he's written off. They've written off on the. the image and the video right that's already in this trailer yeah and voice of him so that is very reminiscent reminiscent of the first movie yep. just uh taken oh, up yeah. taken up I by a thousand yeah. um yep. yeah so very cool it looks probably maybe one of the mine areas it's just you can tell the coming of gozer which uh pretty much confirmed just by this shot right here yeah. Um, Love it. Back. That, Go- was a good, that was a good, perfect freeze frame there. Aim Joey. for the That's, flat top. Uh, yeah. yeah. Yep. Aim the for the flat top. Statue of Gozer behind the spectral. Um, and you could pink. Stare. This is what I was talking to Brent about, though. It just seems like you know the the thing about Gozer was that Gozer could be whatever it wanted to be, right? right. Like it was, it could be Jag or Hoover. It could be a giant Stay Puff Puff Marshmallow Man. Like, so why? have this well maybe form. this is the default form and the shapeshifter maybe. then you know there's every shapeshifter has a, a standard form before form, it right. moves and becomes something else so maybe this like androgynous human type character is mm-hmm. what what he or she becomes when they're not being projected as something else but yeah i yeah. mean clearly this is we're, we're dealing with chandor mining and this is all directly related to gozer and gozer worshiping um, cause I think they were maligning the selenium, right? That's mentioned in the first movie about co- the, you know, all the girders in the building are cores of selenium and that's mm-hmm. what's being mined here at the Shandor mining company is all the selenium. Mm-hmm. So, right. It will be interesting to see if they give any backstory to the construction of Dana Barrett's apartment building in New York city, because, you know, the, architecturally speaking, that was the, that was kind of the gist that, but they, they glossed over it and it works in 1984 movie. Like it really works. Like for some quick exposition of like why this, why this building, why here in New York, et cetera. But like, it would be interesting to see uh, if they give any more context to who Evo Shandor was uh, and why Evo Shandor did the mining operation here. And then probably have to took, took all this stuff into, into New York um, to set up his, his occult uh, home base, so to speak. So I love this shot here of the mining ghost. And like Jason says on the IGN behind the trailer video, they were trying to do, you know, reminiscent shot of the taxi cab ghost. And I think they did an incredible job mm-hmm. of bringing that about again. Yeah, I saw side by side with this one and the other one. It's like, yeah. This it's like practical really effect is just phenomenal. Yeah. It just, it looks really, really good. And then it, it looks like it, that, that shot looks like it could have been right out of the, uh, 80s movie yeah, right, right? It, sure. I mean and that's what's so cool about this what's so cool about this movie I mean I, I, I wouldn't need tiny animated stay puffs to be honest like but shots like that where you have these like practical practical effect um, low res ghosts and phantasms and all kinds of weird stuff that's what makes the movie for me and so like you know give me more of that yeah I agree with you yeah, I think that was an excellent addition, and hopefully we see more of it. Um, now, on the flip side, we get the spectral form of a terror dog, which we've never seen before. Um, but that is terrifying. 
Like that is absolutely that's way worse than the um, practical yeah. form. Like that is that's terrifying. And we know from the toys that there's a sentinel terror dog. I don't know if this is the spectral form of it, but a terror dog that walks upright. So does that we, look like that's coming out of a trap or something like that too? By the way, or I thought they are just we're just calling it a, no because uh, it, it's the thing that busts the the windows here. So now here we get. Very reminiscent yes, of eighty four, yeah, man. That is that's very much like that is full on. Oh man, I, I love that shot. Just watching that terror dog move, it looks so much like uh, the stop motion from. I mean, it's obviously much crisper. The motion is way better. It's more nuanced, of course. It's been forty years, but the um, it just I love the I just love how the dog moves like it moved in the first movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it kind of slips around. Then we get more of the ecto. Uh, we get a little bit of uh, Logan Kim's podcast in the vehicle. We see Muncher. We see the new RTV trap. Uh, Jason Reitman went on record to say that he always wanted to do a car chase. He didn't realize it would ever happen in Ghostbusters, but it took a long time to film that uh, that Ecto-1 busting scene of Muncher. So, uh, And like for most things, I feel like everything we've seen in this trailer – Almost all of it occurs in the first third or first half of the movie. I don't think we've seen almost anything from the yeah. second half of the film. Yeah, because well, I mean, if they are going to include the original cast, the the lead, I've been calling them the Legends cast, right? Or, you know, Annie Potts definitely sets up what the house is all about there. So she's probably in the first thirty minutes of the movie or whatever. But yeah, you're probably not going to get the rest of the Ghostbusters until until a bit later. So the, on the side of the video here, you can read all four suggested mm-hmm. videos are up next. And the top one, I love it because no YouTube page would be complete without signs of government conspiracies. So 10 right. signs the right. government is run by Shandorians. <laughs> then where are the Ghostbusters now? Proton acceleration with Megan Amram. And then at the bottom, Savage Science of the Proton Pack from Adam Savage's Tested. And since this trailer debuted, Adam Savage has posted on his page a short glimpse of him not only doing more Ghostbusters stuff, but him being on the set for filming of this movie with Jason Reitman. And he has oh, a whole man. bunch of stuff coming out on oh. his uh, on his. Is that like a tax W? It looks like it. It is. Yeah, there's like accounting software up. It's like a 2018 W two form. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. this this is a this is amazing. Yeah, I, I have never freeze frame this before but yeah i hadn't noticed the tax form or yeah you can see right there that one on the bottom is to figure out the mortgage situation right Um, who owns the house well honestly i think this is mr gruberson's computer because look at all the other stuff geo scan their geo i think it's geological stuff okay so i feel like they're watching this on mr gruberson's computer because he's there with them as they're watching it so i think this is like i think these are geological scans and maps that he's downloaded to try to figure out because you can see in the background there's a geological map as well so i think they're at his like school office what you I know, think they're in cool. the classroom. What I think is cool is that even some of the shots they have of the original Ghostbusters, like the one that you see in, in, in the barn house, right, is actually like a set photo. Right, yeah. Of the, of the yeah, yeah, yeah. That picture that they show at the beginning is a set photo from the first first movie. So it's not just like this, like, you know, stock stuff that you see anywhere, you know. So he likes Himalayan rock. I was just going to say, Jason... Do you see how many Himalayan salt lamps he has? If anyone would have Himalayan salt lamps, it's a character played by Dan Aykroyd. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's so definitely in the Look show. how many he has. Like, it's an absurd amount. Yeah. Um, but the one thing I want to point out, Brian, I don't know. Can you see my cursor? 
I can. You see what I'm circling? What is it? Yeah. It's like a jar with a lid. But I can't. Jar and lid. Jar and lid. Oh. That The exact jar and lid that holds mood slime. Ooh. Oh, nice. That's the exact one right there. I saw that posted on one of the uh, Facebook groups or somewhere. That is the exact jar and lid. Now, it may not hold mood slime anymore, but that is the exact is glass really? jar and lid that holds yeah. mood slime. Anything and else on the left side too. there? Um, on the shelf. So here's the red phone from the cult books, and we obviously can see that they're in the occult bookshop. It doesn't say raise occult books, you see, but you don't have a. But I don't think it. that's the exact one that's on in Ghostbusters too. That's ex- that's exactly what's yeah. on the outside. Yeah. Uh, I can't really make out too much else. There's there's a display over here, but nothing jumps out to me. Just like rocks and minerals. And um, stuff yeah, like the, all the salt, like the, all the salt lamps is kind of insane. But <laughs> yeah, um, and we know that the tattoo is Revelations. Well, in real life, it's Revelation 6.12, but in Ghostbusters, they say Revelation 7.12, and they've stuck with this, and it says Revelation 7.12 on his arm. Mm -hmm. That's the tattoo. So there was an in-movie error. There were multiple ones because the Tunguska Black did not happen in – Blast did not happen in 1909. It happened in 1908, and he does not say Revelation 7.12. He recites Revelation 6.12, but they kept that constant, and it says Revelation 7.12 on his forearm. So, really good stuff. We're closed. Yeah. So, I wonder why they cut there in the trailer, because obviously they're stitching together two things, so that's not one shot well, of, and I, of the phone ringing and him picking it up. So I wonder when we see the movie what it's going to be like. I'm not even know, sure what, that he, he answers the phone saying we're closed. I think that might have been dubbed over. You know? I bet you're right. There's yeah, someone right. someone thinking that, uh, Andy Pot, you know Janine, or one of the other Ghostbusters, they're taking that we're closed to someone opening the door, not him, him answering the phone. He's answering the phone saying, "Raise a cult," you know, midnight on weekends, whatever he says, you know, <laughs> when he yep. gives the hours midnight out. Midnight on Saturdays. Yep. Wow. Looking yeah. for a either that love or potion to spray on a specific penthouse pet. Uh, <laughs> or, or either that, or or, uh, or uh, Egon's granddaughter's trying to contact him, and he's like keeps hanging up yeah. or, or something like that you know so yeah. all that stuff is up in the air we don't know anything about the uh, main connection of the of the original ca- crew and really I, the family relationship with all these people we I'm know egon's related but yeah, to see how they're going to fit all these people in and weave them all together that's what i'm looking forward to you know yeah so um well let's talk about toys let's talk about some collectibles brian you know we were at das Oxfest today in nice. mccungy pennsylvania uh, Listeners is, can go to what episode of Tangents? <laughs> all of them. I don't know. All of, no, we had a specific toy episode. What last summer? I think mm-hmm. last spring, last summer, where we just talked about toy show memories, and of course, most of it was dedicated to Mackenzie's um, Das Ox Fest, which is in its like fifty eighth year or something like that. But it's this gigantic to- uh, car show that a toy show was attached to, and used to be kind of a hidden gem of incredible toy shows that your father-in-law stumbled on and brought you to, yep. and then you shared it with Brent and then you both shared it with me. And there was a, the height in the mid two thousands was just incredible. What we would find yep. there. Uh, absolutely amazing. And unfortunately they they've messed with it so many times. It's kind of a shell of its former self. And we saw that again today, Brian, the three of us were a little bit deflated when we pulled in to see just, um, you know, two rows of, tents set up whereas we used to get 10 to 12 rows easy and we would be there for hours um they had you know they had good stuff though if you're looking for especially car related memorabilia and collectibles um 
there was plenty there for you, but we all walked away with something. Um, Jason didn't bring his in, but Jason, why don't you let us know what you picked up? Um, do you remember? Yeah. <laughs> was it like the Ghostbusters trailer? No, I got a, uh, so I still collect Jeeps, uh, Tonka Jeep stuff like that, even though I don't have a Wrangler nice. anymore. Um, I didn't know that. That's cool. That's a cool collection. I got a, I've never seen it before. I even, you know, of course, I think everyone does that when they're looking at a toy. So you want to make sure you're getting a good deal. So you Google it to see if there's any other of the item around, see what the price is. You know, you don't want to get ripped off. Um, so it was a Marks brother, or no, Lewis Marks and Company Jeep in plastic. And on the bottom, it had a little info tag and it said 1970s and it had the dimensions of it. But I couldn't find it anywhere. I still don't know. Any, like I was trying to see if I could find some history on that. Still, when we were like, you yeah, know, you said something. You think it might be like a prototype or something. Yeah, because like if you type in yellow marks, there's no yellow. Like you can't find any that model online anywhere. So it might be a that's prototype. Cool. Or yeah, that's the like kind that. of thing you gotta pick up. Pick up now. Verify later. Like, exactly. Yeah. One of those hidden yeah, that's gems good, that you can find at the toy show yep. though, in Mekunji, like one of those. Yeah, yeah. It's not a, expect to see. You know, it's kind of cool. Yeah, it was pretty cool. That was that the only thing you picked up, Jason. You got another Jeep. I got a Buddy L little Jeep, yeah. and uh, I got Logan a toothbrush. Yeah. <laughs> but you didn't get that at the flea market, at the uh, toy toy show, though. Toy town. You didn't get it at no, toy, at town. toy town. All I got was the, the Jeep uh, the prototype, Jeep, the, the two Jeeps. Yeah. yeah, but a lot of cars again, Brian. And actually, uh, speaking of cars, I uh, actually purchased a car at the toy town. If I can find the correct, yeah, here we go. So I pick picked up this car brian i don't know if you can see why i picked up this car i can't see it's not it's out of focus it's out of focus so it's actually the logo that wilson uses for its uh you know everything from football to uh oh i can see it yeah can you see it now that you said that i can see the it's a 2018 ram 3500 laramie and it's called the bully dog and it has the top half of the wilson logo on it so i saw it and i was like oh man i should get that and once we walked around everywhere and they didn't have anything else i was interested in for seven bucks i was like yeah i'll throw that with my uh my wilson collection i wish Mm -hmm. it was red if it was red with that bulldog it would be perfect but it's close enough i had never seen it before so i thought i would uh thought i would add it to my collection so that was a car is it it's um it's a dodge ram dodge ram truck so yeah, never saw it before. Thought it was pretty cool. 164 scale. So that's all I got at uh, McCungie's Toy Town. Brent, what did you pick up at McCungie Toy Town? So, you walked away with something. I, I got I got a few things here. Uh, a couple Star Wars items that uh, I found that I don't think I had yet. This is a, uh, a vintage book and record that um, is called uh, Star Wars Planet of the Hoojibs fur- and Further Adventures. It's got I've like never Chewbacca seen that on it. I, I have there. There was another one that was uh, a droid one that I had. The woman was trying to sell both of them to me. I was like, "What if I just buy one of them?" So I was able to get this for like you know seven bucks or something. Because like that. of course Brent had the other one already. I had the other one already, <laughs> right? So yeah, I had I had the droid one already. So I got that. I got I have one of these before. This box is in kind of rough shape, but some of these like little trinket return of the jedi this was oh four, yeah four dollars yeah, the weird return of the jedi stuff that they made there's so much of oh that. my god and i love this stuff that's just so random i don't even know what mm-hmm. this is like mm-hmm. a light or something like that and the, i got the one that's like an r2d tongue r2d2 crayon thing i don't know i just think they're they're weird um i got this this is probably like my biggest purchase of the day so yeah this is a cool find it's only like 10 bucks 10 but, bucks um 
I got the uh, the, the U wing, the U wing from, uh, from Rogue One, and it was it's out of the package, but it's uh it's pretty cool. I, it's a vehicle that I never had. It's a vehicle. It's that huge I never had. too. Yeah, it's it's really big. With, with the, the wingspan alone, the wingspan and everything like, that I just um, from the best Star Wars movie ever made, Rogue One. <laughs> I I, mm, I don't know if I agree with that, but I but I'm very strong fan fan of that. There's so, one other thing I got. But was it at Toy Town? Did you get it? Yeah, at Toy- I got one more thing okay. at Toy Town. I didn't know you got that much at Toy yeah, Town. Yeah, I got four things. Oh, I that's got- right. Yeah. This from the same guy, the Ewing. It's a, it's a Bomar Monk mail away. He threw that in on the deal too. For oh my cheap. gosh, I remember those. So, it's yeah, really I cool. That already. Yeah, I do have one already, but it's he couldn't it's pass it. The guy was blowing it out. He's Brian. blowing it out. So He's blowing I, it I, out. I it's, the, it. yeah. it's got the original yeah. instructions in it. I figured, you know, it's a cool little thing. I could keep it. Have two. There's yep. technically in the movie. I think there's two Bomar monks in the scene, so I had two of them. Um, okay, so now you have a, to, yeah, that means you got to get two. The toys, Bomar monks have a really weird backstory that that's the the preserved brains of the monks, yeah, like walking around in these. Haven't you ever read it, Brian? I thought it was from Tales no, from the Cantina. I yeah, I thought you read what, what's Tales what's from, from the Can- Tales from Jabba's Palace. Yeah, I read sorry. that. Sorry, years, not like Cantina. Years. Tales from Jabba's Palace. Yeah, yeah. Pretty sure oh, that, Tales from Jabba's Palace. I haven't read that one. Okay, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what it. Yeah, I mean, obviously that's non-canon anymore, but it was really, you know, depressing to think about what these Bomar Monk was, and they're creepy spiders. Maybe we'll see some in Book of Boba Fett. That would be cool. Because they're obviously at Maybe you, you bought low to sell high. There you <laughs> go. Yeah, we're going to eventually sell this thing for like so, 80 bucks. So, Brent, before we bid adieu to Das Oxfest for the year, why don't you tell Brian about the uh, interaction between <laughs> the, 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 the the stand person and okay. the random customer that walked so, up to him. I bought oh, this, God. I bought this book from a, from a woman who was, who was sitting – it was – set up like adjacent to her husband at the same stand. I guess they had maybe two booths or whatever like that. So I was looking at this. They had a whole bunch of books like this. I was just looking through and I grabbed this one and whatever. And um, the woman, you know, I, I'm trying to find a, a polite way of saying this. She, 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 she had very short hair, like a cutoff shirt, you know, from afar, if you squinted, it would be the most feminine looking woman that you'd ever see in your life. So, but uh, I was just looking through this stuff and some other woman and like, pair of women came up and said looked at this woman and goes are you craig to this <laughs> are you craig yeah. oh, oh wait it gets better are you craig so this woman's husband who's sitting there next to him manning the booth goes i sure hope not i've been married to her for 40 years <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh man so Just... that was like that was like you know my character focus story or that was the character right, focus yeah, right. blowing it out of oh, this yeah. this year's toy or toy oh, yeah. town and uh, was I, are I you craig like, oh god that's so awkward i was like standing there like right next to them i was like oh gosh this is so awkward yeah it's and funny the woman was like no i'm not craig i'm no i'm not like when, you, when she spoke it was clearly a woman you know and uh but the the guy uh the, the older guy next to her her was, husband her was husband the... was like yeah or, well, uh, I sure hope not. I've been married, married to her for 40 years. years. Yeah. So it's like, funny because uh, I heard this exchange, but I didn't realize the people asking if this person was Craig, I didn't realize the person they were asking was, was a woman. woman. Like I couldn't see what was going on. I had my back I to see. them. So I heard this yeah. whole exchange. I didn't hear the remark about being married for 40 yeah. years. I walked away, didn't think anything of it. And then we got in the car to leave and Brent's like, oh my God, I heard the most awkward ex- exchange. <laughs> and he started to tell it and I was like, oh my gosh, I heard the exact same I thing. I heard that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yep. So weird. You always got to have one story. You've got to have one story uh, 
from the from the toy show every yeah. year. Yeah, oh, that was that was. The so one. we're I actually. Blow, oh, by the way, blowing it out was there today. Yeah, Brent claims it was there. He claims it was him. It was I, him. I, I know it, it was him. Yeah, I know it for for a fact because I've seen him a couple times. I think he was there last time we were there too. It didn't ring a bell for me, but was he blowing it out. Did he have cards and stuff? Yeah, it, every time we go to see him, his stuff gets like worse worse yeah, yeah. there was yeah well, it's because he's blowing it out he's he always blowing he's toys. always blowing it out so <laughs> yeah. he doesn't have anything left yeah, so we were kind of disappointed at toy town we each found something which was great but we didn't spend a lot of time there we were there for yeah, 55 minutes shame. yeah 55 it minutes. took us an, not even an hour part? nope like, could you go there inside? was nothing yeah. mentioned it was at a whole different outdoor location there was no indoor fair at all so we were done in 55 minutes and Ugh. we're like, well, now what do we do? Yeah, we done. We were walking. We left that the car at eight oh four. I mean, we're literally walking back into the car, stepping into the car at nine o'clock on the dot. So yeah, yes. it, was, it was like a little depressing. It was like we got through the. Whole so we're like, well, we're this far away. There's got to be other stuff around here. And of course, the whole way up, Brian, we're talking about the Merchant Square Mall, uh, the Ghetto Mall yeah. in Allentown. Unfortunately, they didn't open till ten, and we didn't know what to do for an hour until they opened. Although, according to their website and Google searches, they have three or four toys and collectible stores now. So, I, I believe it. it would have been nice to have been able to go there. It's just we didn't want to wait an hour until they opened. So right. we searched for you know toy and collectible shops and flea markets and whatnot. And we found one that was like fifteen minutes away, um, and it was called what was it? Fensties. Fensties. flea in, shop or yeah. flea market. It was in Bali. It was in Bali, and we drove down there and went inside. And every time we looked around a corner into a new room, this place got bigger and bigger. And I think oh, the man. owner or the guy that is the supervisor told us it's thirty thousand square feet. Oh my god! Of little shops. There was a lot to consume and look at, uh, and I believe we each got something there as well. So. I did not. Oh, Brent, you didn't buy anything? Not there, okay. No. Well, Jason, what did you get at this place? The at toothbrush the f- for Fensties. Logan. Yeah, the toothbrush. Yeah. It was a Thomas the Train toothbrush what? and cup. Yeah. Thomas the Train. It was like an antique mall. Yeah. And then I got the, did we figure out what year it is? 1978 or 80. 1978 or 1980. Yeah, Hess truck uh, training. Training van. Training van. Yeah. One of the Hess trucks that come out at Christmas time. I only bought oh, it nice. be- yeah, because cool. we have seen we saw it at Wakunji. Uh, Wakunji, and the guy wanted one hundred and fifty dollars for it. And he's like, it comes with the card that shows you where the batteries go in. This is always here. This is I mean, this is never here. It's also missing mirrors. And what else? What is missing? The well, wipers. He would say, yeah, all the one. They're always missing the wipers and mirrors, and they never have this piece of paper that tells you how to replace the batteries. It was and he wanted one hundred and fifty bucks for it. So we're at this antique mall, and I find the, the boxes, you can tell, has water damage. But open it up. Everything's there, including the card, how to put your batteries in. 20 bucks. He wanted, they wanted 20 uh, bucks. And it didn't even have that much. The guy had the guy at the toy show in Makanji was very knowledgeable. He goes, they used bad glue, and it changed everything yellow. This one looked better than his, yeah. Yeah. minus the box. So uh, Jason got probably got the steal of the day because yeah, um, while I would never buy one for 150 and I've been interested in these over the years as well, Jason bought his for twenty, and they routinely sell on eBay for at least fifty, if not closer to seventy-five or a hundred. So, Jason definitely made out in in his purchase. You want to buy it? <laughs> not for seventy-five or a hundred. Um, Twenty-one dollars. I'll give you fifteen bucks. <laughs> Twenty-one. I got to make a dollar. I'll buy that for a dollar. So, <laughs> then I I wasn't planning on buying anything there. Though there was a couple times that I saw stuff that was interesting, but you know I didn't want to buy just to buy. But then walking by. 
they had a lot of like sports stuff. So it was a lot of car stuff again, a lot of flea shop, you know, ceramic and like furniture and stuff like that. But they also had a lot of sports things, including bobbleheads. And I found a duplicate of one I already had, but I wanted the second one. And it's it, they put it in the box for me is the one from the Reading Phillies, the Chad Henney hometown hero from two years ago. And I have one. It's right behind Jason. Uh, but I wanted another one and they go on eBay for about 20 or 30 bucks. They wanted $12. So I paid 12 bucks and they hand me the box and it has his signature on the front of the box oh, too. Nice. So for 12 bucks, I got another Chad Henney Wilson bobblehead with his signature on the box. So, um, cool. it was nice to, uh, nice to get that without having to uh, resort to, to eBay whenever I would get around to it. So, mm-hmm. um, but this was a cool place. Like, I don't know that I necessarily would have to go back often, but it was a big flea market area. A lot of different things. So, you know, I would say every, every, if we ever get it to McCungie again, we can make a stop on the way home in It'd Valley. You can go there when it's cooler. And the, yeah, the guy said that yesterday when it hit 94, it was 99 in the building. Oh. Yeah. So they had these huge fans going and we could tell, and we were there early enough that it wasn't bad, but I could tell in the afternoon sun, it's going to be brutal. Ooh. So, yeah. Yeah. But um, after that, we left McCungie and headed back to our hometown area. We stopped for lunch, got some uh, Red Robin, and then Ooh, our nice. last stop was at Symbio Collectibles in West Reading, and uh, that I was been there. Yeah, so he's at his third or fourth location. His that makes sense, okay? Because I knew I would have been there, but the picture you sent me didn't look like no. the place I remembered. So I was like, yeah, maybe I don't, maybe I wasn't at this place. So now it's all coming together. They opened, I believe in the spring or summer of 2016 at the West lawn location in the basement of those houses near the West lawn church and the, the TCO fly shop. That's the first couple times I went there. I was actually in that shop the day Haley was born just a few hours before we went to the hospital. That was the last time I was in Symbio because he moved from West lawn down to West Reading and he was in a shop along Fifth Avenue. Now he's actually right. on the main strip on Penn Avenue. So he has a storefront. Nice. Actually, it's the old One Up Collectibles. That's where his location is. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So nice. he has the same awning and he just put his logo on top of One Up because it still says like gaming, like arcade toys, like the same awning that One Up used. He just put the Symbio yeah. Collectibles on top of it and, and reused it. Okay. Uh, but the store has definitely grown since we went to it in the basement in West Lawn. It's a really, really nice store. Yeah, um, it's, really, it's actually, I was blown away of, of the amount of vintage stuff they have there now. And it's, it's really, it's a cool, it's a cool local toy shop to go to. You know, of course, they kind yeah, of know what they have. So some of the a lot of Ghostbusters stuff. Really clearly. expensive, but yeah, he um he knows what he has, so it's not exactly a place I would but go. He treated to... us all great. Oh yeah, no, he's a great guy. It's just he he knows how to price his stuff. Right. You're not going to probably right. find any steals on, on older stuff. The modern stuff is relatively priced to MSRP, maybe marked up a bit just because he's a a smaller store. But um yeah, I sent you the picture, Brian. Of they had the firehouse. He had yep. Jason found that whole area and showed the the full Ecto one from the real Ghostbusters lines from nineteen you know the nineteen eighties. They had a PKE meter. He had a part of a proton pack. So he had a pretty good um, thing you wanted to get loose um, yeah, RGB stuff. But Jason also found walking through. It pays for him to be taller all the time. He saw yeah. at his head height, not one but two. Different on, packs on card and different versions of the Fuji Film Ghostbusters 2 
Ecto. With Hot Luigi Wheels film. Ecto. With two, with, yeah. with two things of film. And each one was a different type of Fuji film, like a different pack. It was like 200 So it was like, yeah. it was like the one, the original and the, like a variant. You know, it came packed, I guess, mm-hmm. with different, mm-hmm. different versions of Fuji film or different amounts of Fuji film. And he had two different versions of it. That's now, amazing. I did not buy it. I wanted to, but yeah. I, I held, held off. Um, there was one listed on eBay right now for seventy five, and he wanted a hundred dollars, no matter which one you took. So I just, I, I just couldn't, couldn't yeah, do that. Uh, yeah, that's not something I'm willing to do right now. But it's something I've always wanted to add to my collection because I've never seen one before in person attached yeah. to the film. Usually, they right. have the car might be on the bubble, but it's cut away from the film. Right, I've seen those right. before, and well, actually, we, obviously, we all have those cars. Like we all have right. those in our collections because we used them, we mm-hmm. played with them uh, when we were younger. But right. yeah, when Jason showed it to me, I couldn't believe it because I had never seen it. And he had two different versions of it. I'm, uh, I imagine the car would be our dad like twenty bucks or something. Probably. Yeah. Our dad used Fuji film for like two years after that because you can't just buy. You know, he needed to get two of them. So that we could each have one. So you can't just buy one. Because how many rolls of film are in there? Like three rolls of yeah, film? Yeah, I think it's three. Rolls yep, film. three rolls. So now you got now you got six rolls of Fuji film that uh, <laughs> you have to buy, <laughs> to buy just to get two cars, you know. Now uh, that's a collector's item, not just for Ghostbusters fans, but, you know, film or film buffs. Because right, where do you right. get film anymore? Yeah. So yeah, I mean, a hundred dollars. I just, I, I probably wouldn't even bought it if you would have matched the eBay price. I wasn't ready to drop seventy five either. But it is something I would love to add to my vintage Ghostbusters collection. Now, I did end up buying a few modern things Ghostbusters wise. Uh, I got this plush logo ghost. I've seen that and not uh, in person before. That's the uh, Slimer because there was actually a Stay Puffed. I held off on the Stay Puff because I have a ton of plush Stay Puffs, but I didn't have yeah. the logo or Slimer. So those are the only two things I bought at Symbiote. But they had a, he had a lot of cool stuff uh, to see. And, um, well, Jason got stuff at Symbiote as well. What'd you get? Oh, yeah. Get? I got the Funko uh, Mikey from the Goonies. Uh, it was pretty cheap. Oh, I think, nice. I, think like I already the, have it, but it's not the, it to me for five bucks. Not the pop, though. It's like the reaction, like oh, the smaller yeah. figures. Yeah, they're like the vintage style. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, like in the on like the vintage looking car. Oh, yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah, oh, I yeah. love those. Yeah, those are cool. I didn't know they did Goonies ones of those. I'm not they surprised, did. but that's I'm trying cool. to think maybe five years ago. Yeah, it's been a few years. Um, five bucks is good for that. Yeah, it was like those. Those four, usually retail four ninety nine. Yeah, it was a little. It was a little. The uh, the cardboard's a little boogered up, but you can open it if you already have one, though. Yeah, yeah I know. Keep it open. Mm-hmm. Did you get anything else? I know you were talking to him for a while before we left. Is that got, the only I thing? I got Logan a truck. Oh, that's right. That's you got... relevant. That's not vintage. <laughs> and Brent, Brent picked up a few things. Yeah, uh, just a couple things. Support the guy, and and uh, I didn't, I never got this when it was out in the, in the stores, but this was seven bucks, so I figured I'd get the uh, you know clone Snoke. You know, uh, now that, that is know, cool. he's got the amazing. Um, yeah. Austin Powers gold member robe on. Yeah, that's right. Yep. And uh, also something I figured we would do maybe here live on camera is uh, three packs of Howard the Duck cards. Nice. I got for less than a dollar a pack. Yeah, so right when you walked in, he had this old cheap wax packs for you know, a buck a piece. They had, nice. He had some of the Desert Storm there, right? cards, yeah, uh, yep. which I considered buying a few. Uh, didn't, I just was going but, through all of mine. Behind, I was just cleaning out my closet this Again, like again, you can see the boxes behind me. And those boxes on the top there have like hundreds and hundreds of cards, mostly unopened wax packs of 
uh, Rocky and E.T. and uh, <laughs> Little Shop of Horrors and uh, Ghostbusters 2, Ninja ah, Turtles. Yes. I've got them stuff. all in there. Yeah. I saw that at that other antique store. They had a whole set of the E.T. cards for like $75. Yeah, Jason yeah. pointed that out, yeah. Yeah. All right, so Brent so, wants to open these uh, Howard open, the Duck wax I'm gonna, cards. I'm going to open two packs. I'm going to keep one of them still in the pack because I do have a 100-count box of old vintage wax packs I've collected like you, Brian. I have a whole bunch yep, of that are unopened. Yep. So I'm going to keep one pack for my collection of unopened. These did, are 1986. Now, did these come with gum? They, 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 How much to eat the gum? They have gum. Okay, so gum. Brent has to eat the gum, obviously. He has to eat the gum for a fee. Well, I'm going to open it here. We'll see so I don't know, Brian, if you saw, if I sent this to you, I think I did in our group chat that the, the girls were opening old baseball card packs uh, that was yeah, sent to I us. That. And I ate the gum and the girls were horrified. They were really? like, what? Because I told them that the cards were like 40 years old. So yeah, the gum yeah. was the same right, age. And I, right. I popped is, in my mouth and they were like, ah. This gum, it you probably just is- disintegrated. Slightly yeah, it, like miscolored, like a little white in there and stuff. Yeah, it's like a that. super yeah. crunchy. Yeah. There you go. He can't even bite it. He breaks a tooth live on air. It's it's powdery. It's very powdery. <laughs> yeah. How do you explain that one to the dentist? I was trying to eat a forty-year-old piece of bubble gum. <laughs> well, the worst part about bubble gum is it leaves residue is, on the card. They don't do this anymore. Ruins the like, back card. Ah, yeah, the back yeah. card's got a gum stain on it, which is typical of this era. I've never seen this movie, so I, I've seen it a long time ago. Oh, it looks like the cards are a bit damaged on the. You're lower, not, right you're not missing much. Let's put it that way. Yeah, I, so I, I hope hear. it comes out on Disney Plus so I can watch it again. The girl I wouldn't mind problems. seeing it again. Uh, duck versus truckers. Uh huh. Okay. There's unfortunately some of the corners of these are a little bit dented in. So you're not going to get them graded. How 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 a duck can make a <laughs> how how a duck can make a buck. Nice. There you go. I want to see what my yeah I've, that that movie. Oh yeah. my god. Eggs? You're kidding. That's what you had for breakfast. Yes. Yeah. You're kidding. I wonder if they have uh, this one's cool. Duck. You sucker! I mean, he's in Marvel canon. He yeah, has the he well, has that mid credit scene. Actually, for a long time, uh, there's this story that Kevin Smith was supposed to be directing a Howard the Duck reboot at some point, but then like, I I get it get it got um sticker. It got uh, it's a sticker. I mean, he, his mid credit scene is what at the end of Guardians of the Galaxy is the first Guardians of the Galaxy. He's in it at the yeah, end, I think. It, he's I with the collector. They didn't try to bring oh, him back right. like. For some other little cameo. Well, somewhere. they they did. He's in Endgame. Is he? He's in the battle at Endgame with portals. When they open all the portals, if you look closely, Howard Duck is there. Awesome! <laughs> wow, that's awesome. Yeah, they need to make a movie. They need to make. Why not? Yeah. Think of all the crazy stuff they have going on right, right now. Pack number two. Here we go. All right, second Howard the Duck. At least a, wax pack. At least a Disney Plus show, like a Howard the Duck Disney Plus show, the front. would be great. Like, stuck. He's a great character. He really is. I mean, I don't think the uh, the movie didn't that, do him justice, huh? No, not really. No. Is that a no, Lucas the movie? Comic books are better. It is. This is a uh, a Lucas film. That's why I'm saying it has to go on Disney Plus eventually. Well, yeah. if uh, if Lucasfilm or 20th Century Fox Ooh, owned the that? rights, they should have it. Some, yeah, it's Lucasfilm, I think. Ooh, look at that hair. Look at that. Yeah, hair. nice. Yeah, man. Overload, overload. Let's see what these are here. Oh, oh the I checklist. Got, got the checklist. The checklist. Yeah. So that's th- the first Love 31 the cards. Oh, there's more. So I guess it, there's 77 cards in this set. Which well, you're going to have to go back to Symbiote and buy a few more packs. It would probably take a lot to complete the set, what? right? You said he had Howard the Duck. He had 
Yeah, yeah Desert Storm. Desert what Storm. else? Did he have? What else? What other cars did he oh, have? Yeah, Elf or uh, yeah, Alf. 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 I have all those. I have a set of Alf cards. <laughs> a scientist possessed. That's cool. Yeah, so I, I'm hoping they come back out with this this movie on Disney Plus again, so I can. Uh, I know it was not a good movie, but I at least want to watch it again. It's yeah, it doesn't so... have to be good to want to watch it. I yeah. mean, it wasn't great, but it's still worth. I mean, it's still, I still want to see it again. <laughs> doesn't have to be good to want to watch. It. <laughs> I can watch something that's terrible. Well, actually, I'm rewatching the, the 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 droids cartoons, and I've never seen all of them, and they're actually a lot better than I thought. The 1985, 86 droids. Droids or Ewoks? Uh, I watched all the Ewoks cartoons. I watched the whole. Stuff. I haven't seen a all single season. second of any of them. Really? Other than. What we've seen... They're actually well, pretty good. I like them. But they're, like, more nostalgia than, like... Like, you gotta put yourself in the mood for, like, the, the Ewok one because it's very, like, little kitty. But I have a lot of... I have a lot of nostalgia for that because I had a bunch of them on VHS when I was a kid. So I used to watch them a lot when... So wh- when are we old. doing our holiday special rewatch? Is that an annual thing now, or...? Uh, well, I'm cool with that. <laughs> I'm gonna need another year. <laughs> I think I'm with Brian. That was pretty awful. Yeah, yeah it's a pretty... Bad. I'll watch something else. I, I watched the new one. Yeah, um, we should watch the new Lego one. Star Wars on Disney+. Yet, Plus. So. There's a Halloween special coming yeah, out. Yeah, there's a Halloween one coming out. Terrifying Tales, Lego Star Wars. I, cool. I showed that to Haley because Haley is the one that really got into them. When, when we showed her the holiday Lego holiday special... That came out last November. She started watching the Freemaker Adventures, and there's two seasons of that. And she watched that through probably five, at least five or six times, all both seasons. And, the, and we get to the end of the second season, and she's like, "When's the third season?" I was like, "Yeah, no, we're done. That's it." So, but they they have all kinds of shorts based on Lego Star Wars, and I'm glad they're still doing that because they are really funny. So the yeah, terrifying tales comes out probably end of September or very early October if they want to do the uh, Halloween thing. Brent, can you reach the uh, the new stuff? Oh yeah, 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 absolutely. So I I don't have a lot right now, Brian, and I sent I this via picture the other day. Yet. But the uh, new Hasbro wand. No, you froze. Oh, there we go. There we go. <laughs> ah, nice. So. The so this is the mod. This I is the blaster mod. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. You have to be, so, so they must mod it in the movie. They yeah. Must, well, um, the thinking is based on the new figures that if you look closely at Celeste O'Connor's figure, the lucky, she has the extender, this yellow extender that's at the bottom of the package. Uh, and also her neutrona, stream is purple her proton stream is purple so they're thinking that that maybe the new kids with their modified packs might feature this um that's just an idea um of course it could just be a play thing that they were like hey let's change it up a little bit right it's uh, cool though because we never really had a toy version of the movie the movie gun wand right Right. so that's what's i mean that's really cool because the real ghostbuster stuff didn't look like the movie stuff and you can see on the model kid he has it attached. You can kind of see how much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and on Amazon, uh, the 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 stock photo has everything put together. And I was like, "What is this thing?" I couldn't parse it. Like I couldn't. It was like a like a weird puzzle. I couldn't figure out like what I was looking at at first. So. Yeah. So I bought that wand for Natalie and Haley, and then I have a regular one that doesn't have the mod attachment coming for them as well. So I haven't given those to them yet. I'm probably going to wait closer to the movie coming out. And I told they make, they make the wand without the mod attachment. They do. Yeah, it's like it. ten bucks cheaper. Um, 
and then they have the pack separate, the whistle separate, and the PKE separate. And then they're coming. They're not coming out with a trap that is like the old role playing trap. They're coming out with a trap that looks like the old role playing trap, but it's actually like like a a slime creation thing. Like you can sh- shove like a container in and make your own slime. Oh. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, I'm That's sure cool. you can probably not put the slime in it and use it as a regular trap, but. Mm-hmm. Um, and I actually, I'm getting all of the role-playing stuff for my nephew. I told Corinne this last year, last February, February year and a half ago, that I was going to give that all to him for Christmas and his birthday. So it'll just be delayed a year because it didn't come out last yeah. year. Yeah. So I'm collecting all that for, for Logan as well. What do you mean? For me to play with? For, right, for Jason to play with. Logan. Jason to play. Yeah, let's be honest about where it's going to go. So okay. I expect it to be hung on the wall in his man cave. So one thing I noticed about this, Joey, this it says the Ecto One playset. Yeah, not even like the I, I don't know why it says that. I mean, guess because you can take maybe you can take the roof off on like the uh, the original because mm-hmm. you, you do have to build this. I don't know, Brent, if you just watched Craig put uh, his together yeah, a little bit. Yeah, um, so not the he, same Craig, but <laughs> no, not not Craig from McCungie. Craig from Yes Have Some. Uh-huh. Uh, so this is the new Ecto-1 for the Afterlife toy line, which is aimed at children. Um, I love the art. The art the is so good. The art is the very time. cool. So this will eventually be Natalie and Haley's too whenever I decide to give it to them. The kid kind of looks correct too. Um, the what? The kid looks movie correct. Yeah. Kind, kind of does look. Yeah. So you, they got the gunner seat. You got the RTV yep. trap. So um, very cool stuff. But yeah, the, you said the artwork I just think is phenomenal. Um, so I haven't really picked good. up any of the ghosts or the, the guys yet. Hopefully that'll happen soon because I want the girls to be able to play with everything. Uh, I don't know if Natalie will join in, but Haley is currently playing with all of her Ghostbusters Playmobil. So I'm hoping that she nice. takes to these, this new line of stuff as much as she did the Playmobil stuff. And, uh, you know, I sent you guys pictures and video the other week. Uh, we watched the first and second movie, me, Natalie, and Haley. Uh, and I was very happy that throughout that entire period, they actually sat and watched the films. They didn't end up, you know, getting their phone or leaving the room. They sat there and watched them as if we were watching a Disney or Pixar movie. So it definitely captivated them, something that's over 30 years old. They were still into it. And they got into it because I showed them the trailer for Afterlife and they were confused. They didn't know what was going on. I was like, well, let me show you. Yeah. And it worked out way better than I thought it would. So now we're making plans. Plans, you know, if if they do Wednesday preview shows on November 10th, uh, hopefully Brent and I can get to that. Yeah. Then I'll take Kelly and the girls on the 11th to the premiere. Um, if not, we'll just do it the other way around, go the 11th and 12th. So Dude, I'm so excited. I'm gonna see it with uh, whoever wants to go to that first showing. You know, I'll, I'll extend an offer to everyone around here. When do you think they'll drop the the the, the ticket sales for that? September? Probably October is my guess. Yeah, okay. Just because I think they'll wait to see what's going on with with uh, with coronavirus. That's very true. Um, I don't see them delaying it again because I don't see too many states willing to shut everything down again. I think right. they're just going to try to do and you know try to get everyone vaccinated and wear masks. I don't think they're going to do shutdowns. Um, yeah, I think I think that's the date. But I think what's up for grabs is how quickly it comes out on streaming. In addition to true. theaters, like yeah, if they do, I don't think they'll do a dual release. But I can see it coming out like two weeks later or something like that. So I, I feel see. that they are going to try to get at least a month out of it. So I could see maybe it coming out for like Christmas season. Like maybe they're being like, you know, stream it on whatever, I guess, what would that, what does Sony stuff go to HBO? Where does Sony stuff go? Paramount plus? No, that's CBS. Yeah. I, I don't know where I Sony's know. stuff would go. If it goes, you know, if they would do Netflix, if it would be HBO, yeah. 
um yeah i don't know maybe yeah who who knows i i I don't know but i could see them trying to get maybe four to six weeks of a theater release and then um trying to capitalize on on the home audience i don't know but i mean i'm as long as it gets released in theaters i will go at least twice i would love to see it i would love to see it as many times as possible because who knows if we'll ever get this again we've been waiting for it for you know 32 years now well, yeah, that's mm-hmm. like when I said about uh, answer the call. I was like, well, that's, I guess that's the Ghostbusters we're going to get. Yeah. You know, let's assume that was yeah. it, you know. Um, so I'm kind of glad right. that, uh, you know, like I said, I enjoyed many aspects of that movie, but I'm kind of glad that it didn't do as well. So it kind of forced the studio to like make alternate options, yeah. you know. So. Yeah, because this one seems to be the one that I think this one's going to prove to be worth the wait. Yeah, hopefully. So. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cool. All right. Any other things to talk about, Brent, Jason, Brian, Ghostbusters toys, collecting? Oh, I see you have a Jeep uh, Jurassic Park over there. I'm going to be taking that with me when I leave. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you you taking that <laughs> with? Look, I see a Jeep. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you can get those at Target right now on the shelves. Yeah. So it's, that's uh, Dennis Nedry and his is Jurassic Park Jeep. Jeep down there? That is the original. Oh, they, they yeah. have a new. They have new Jurassic Park new toys new out. Oh yeah, well they do in like a. They do everything's labeled Jurassic World, but then they have like Legacy Collection, and it'll have they do they've done and both in three and three quarter inch. They may have only focused on the original from ninety three, but in the six inch version called the Amber Collection, they actually do one, two, three, and Jurassic World. And the new TV show, Camp Cretaceous, has its own line. Let me grab the... Uh, so, what's that on? What's the Camp Cretaceous on? That is on Netflix. So here's uh, here's John Hammond, six-inch... Nice. That's a great figure. It's a terrible head sculpt if you look at it. Uh, it? But oh, like from, from here, uh, like it looks cool. Yeah, from um, there, it looks the amazing. Body, yeah, especially it's got, the you way know, he's even like standing with the cane. It looks just like him. Right. Um, but they, for some reason, made him dirty, which we haven't figured out why. They've given him different hands. Um, he ha- does have a head without a hat, and he also has the uh, raptor egg. I don't know if you can see that up there at the top. Are these so, Mattel? Or well, these are Mattel, yeah. <laughs> right. Because I think Hasbro Kenner used to have the original ones. Did Kenner do the original? Um, I don't know. Um, well, the look at the yeah. Explorer. Does it have the – can you see the – so I have the original, you know, the the vibrant Jeep Explorer that the T-Rex attacks, um, you know, the tour vehicles. I have the original in, in, oh, mint yeah. in sealed box um, wow. yeah. from 93 because that was my favorite vehicle from that toy line. I can't see yeah, yeah. Um, so and they just came out with a new one. It's right in front of Brent right now in the three and three quarter series in the, the uh, Jurassic What's World Legacy that? line. They just came out. I still out remember when I went to go see that movie. Yeah, Park. it was after our computer camp. Well, yeah, you and, and I did we that coding camp, yeah. And uh, that oh, movie Wendy's that movie terrified me for like a week. So, yeah. um, yep. great movie. Because the the special effects were so lifelike. Yeah. And they uh, yeah, still are I mean, to this day. Just, just to be able to go back there and just I mean, we had never seen anything like that, like so spectacular like that. Just the the sheer quantum leap in computer generated imagery and animatronics working together like never seen anything like that. Oh, for sure. For it's sure. really the thing that sparked Lucas to do the special edition, I think. It was like, hey, we got all these. With another yeah. reason. Look how far we've come. Yeah, another reason why he put like things like the Ronto and like the Dubacks, because they already had like the the uh, dinosaur skin like uh, made from ILM that they could reuse some of that, that same technology they used from Jurassic Park to kind of create a Star Wars version of those characters. So kind of interesting. But 
Um, yeah, that's cool, man. I, it's cool that they're coming out with all that stuff again. Yeah, well, they're getting ready. Jurassic World 3 comes out next summer, Jurassic World Dominion. So. Yeah, looking forward to that. Um, I, the first two Jurassic Worlds were okay. Nothing will compare to that 93 movie, which is one of my favorite movies right. of all time. So, Caitlin and I got on a, on, a, on a watching spree like two summers ago, watching all of them to the point where I ended up going out to like Target because they were all like on sale for like five bucks and I bought like every one of them. And now, and we were like, we like binge watched like the whole series. And then we, that was right at the time that the last Jurassic World was coming out. So we actually went to the theater then and, and finished out the series by watching it. Uh, Fallen Kingdom. Yeah, Fallen Kingdom. Yeah. Yep. Mm. So. so it'll be interesting to see where they go with this third one. She I'd, had never seen them. She hadn't seen the She first had one. never seen them. She hadn't oh, seen any of them. Man. And she loved it then. She like was really into it. Well, all of I them. mean, that first movie is one of the greatest movies of all time. Hands down. So. Hands down. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking forward to, by the way, since we're on this topic a little bit here, um, I know we're going to wrap it up here soon, but uh, we're get we're getting Bad, bad Batch finale yep. um, this so, coming week. <laughs> Brian, yeah. where are you at on your Clone Wars watching? I uh, watched two episodes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, only it's 159 tough, more to go. It's tough to get through. Uh-huh. It's tough to yep. get through some of that stuff, man. Some of it's a no. I skipped dry. ahead to the yeah. episodes you told me. I was going to gonna watch. say I, I gave Brian a bunch to watch, and I feel like after watching a few more Bad Batch, I have an, a couple more to add for you. Okay. Um. So, it, you know, you don't have to watch the entire series. Although I recommend watching the entire series when you can. But if you want to mm-hmm. get to like the current modern stuff and watch the Bad Batch. Um, yeah, that list I gave you and I updated once already and there's probably another three or four, um, one arc that you need to add, yeah. uh, to kind of, to have, you know, the Bad Batch will still be good, but it'll have a bigger impact if you mm-hmm. see some of these, uh, Clone Wars arcs. So what do we get after, what's the, the next thing we get after? Uh, Visions. After Visions, which comes out Yeah, which is September. the anime. Is it comes That's out in September? Um, yeah. Is it August or September? Okay, well, soon then, like maybe a few weeks in the off. next month, I think. Okay, good. Uh, and I don't I, supposedly that might not be a weekly thing because I think they're shorts. I think they're only like six to eight minutes long each, mm-hmm. and they okay. might be That's all awesome. dropped at one time. Mm-hmm. Um, if not, right. it might take us up to. Um, I, see, I, I still don't really know when see, Book of Boba Fett is coming December. out. Is it definitely December it's or could December. it be November? Is it not till it's, the end it, of 2022? December 20. No, no, no. This December. 2021, 2021. Sorry. Yeah. So it said this, it said coming like in the preview, it said December. Okay. Or next. December I just, I, I feel like, well, I mean, I guess if they do visions in September and they do the Lego thing in October, but like, they're leaving a lot of prime space. I mean, unless they're just giving way to Marvel because there's so much Marvel stuff coming yeah, out. Maybe that's, which I'm cool with too, but like, um, that, but 2022 then is going to be packed full because then you'll have we'll have the end of 2021 into 2022 we'll have Book of Boba Fett then we'll have um, Andor then we'll probably have Obi Wan then we'll have Mandalorian season three like back to back maybe they're going to flip flop one year heavy MCU the next year heavy Star Wars yeah, I don't know because uh, there's still a lot of MCU coming out because what ifs about to drop mm-hmm. then they have um, Loki was great uh, uh, Hawkeye. Coming out, oh, and, that's that, right. and then they have you know Black Widow just came out, which I haven't seen. Yeah. Shang Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings comes out uh, Labor Day weekend. Looking forward to seeing that. I'm uh, excited about that because then, I like the main character in another show that Kate and I watch. Okay. So that's cool. the Marvel movie I'm most excited about right now. Is that a movie or is that a show? It's a movie. It's a movie. It's a movie. Okay. Hawkeye's a, a show 
Is that, Shang-Chi is a movie. Is that Shang-Chi going to be in theaters? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Interesting. September 4th. Um, or, I hope or, they or do third. a Black Widow with it and you can get it early on Disney+. Plus. I didn't pay for Black Widow, but I would pay for the other one. So Shang-Chi. So Eternals is coming out in November, which I don't know anything about, other than it features two of the main characters from Game of Thrones. Um I never read in, I never read any books in that part of the Marvel universe, unfortunately. And then Spider-Man's in December, which I'm super excited about. This December? Because yeah, yeah, yeah Spider-Man MCU Spider-Man three or Sony MCU version of Spider-Man. The third one comes out in December and is rumored to feature a whole bunch of multiverse stuff with yeah, all of the well, no, all of the other Spider-Mans coming. Uh, Toby Maguire and Andrew right. Garfield and Doc Ock is back. Like, yeah, oh, it's gonna be so so cool. I'm looking forward to next year though, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness because we're getting Scarlet Witch in that after having uh, mm. seen WandaVision and then also Thor Love and Thunder, uh, which I believe Thor Love and Thunder comes out like three days before I'm scheduled to go to Disney World. So I'm going to be down now. If it would be bigger if I was in Disneyland where they can actually do the Marvel stuff properly um, because they can't in Florida with Universal being right next door. They're not allowed to. But I mean, I still think they could, they still do movie showing. So it'd be cool to see like a Disney Marvel movie while you're down there. So if we had, we're going the time we were supposed to be, we would down be down there for the premiere, but we had to push it a week because of PSSA testing. Cause I can't take my daughter out of school when she's supposed to be taking a PSSA test. Yeah, so yeah. we had to push everything a week, but womp, womp. yeah, it is what it is. You know, minor, you know what studio is doing the visions. I've been watching, uh, both he well, both masters of the universe revelations and, uh, Castlevania. So and the same studio is doing those and it's like an anime studio, but it's a, I thought they actually were employing I don't maybe it's one studio and then a bunch of different directors and animators or if it was multiple different studios doing I see. I so see. I think okay. they were trying to get cool. the flavor of all the Japanese anime creators. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So nice. that's going to be great. And I'm excited I, for that. I do not believe this is new content. I think it's all reimagined content fitting in the existing universe with the same characters like we're not getting a new character like this isn't going to be like rebels or resistance where they're adding characters i think it's all you're going to see luke and han and leia and darth vader in anime style so uh and maybe i don't know if they're retelling the same stories with those characters or if they're telling stories in between what we know but i don't think Mm -hmm. they're creating any new you know places vehicles or characters i think it's all within the universe as we know it just a different style so yeah it'll be interesting because that's not that's not a in my wheelhouse is anything anime so we'll see uh we'll see what happens it'll be interesting to watch yep lots lots to look forward to in 2022 that's for sure absolutely but brian thanks for joining us uh remotely it was great to do another one of these we had done a bunch of them in a row good to see you all yeah Absolutely. It was, we had done a bunch of these in a row last uh, spring and summer and then, you know, things got crazy and we haven't been able to hook up, but glad that we could connect for this episode of Tangent with Friends and Jason, thanks for sticking around and joining us. And uh, hopefully we can do this again real soon to discuss a bunch of other stuff happening uh, with some of our favorite topics from our childhood that just continues to trickle into our adulthood. All right. Any last words, Brent? Thank you all for watching and listening and have a good rest of your weekend. Is it a weekend? Yes, it's Saturday, Brent. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Time has no meaning. Yeah. So. 
<laughs> All right. So that's it for this episode of Tangents with Friends. We hope everyone enjoyed. I don't know. We'll be back again uh, to talk about something else geeky in, you know, hopefully f- just a few weeks' time. Thanks for listening to Tangents with Friends. You can find more episodes at jmnjrradio.com. And if you do want to hear about sports, tune into the Joe Mays and J-Raff Show live every Sunday.